And welcome to Les Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Jenna Jarvis. Hi, Jenna. Hey, Anita. Thanks. Yes, thanks for being on the show. It's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. So um, I want to talk about your book uh, called Digging for Heaven. Um, Yes. So that's your first published novel. This is my first published novel. This is my my baby. It just came out in July. So it's still pretty fresh. Yeah. I have another one coming out in a couple of months. I'm kind of head is spinning a bit in trying to catch up to okay going to be doubly published within a couple of months but at the moment just one baby and getting used to that yeah I'll bet that's quite uh an accomplishment to have (laughs) two books come out within a matter of months but um tell us yeah that uh, work (laughs) yeah a little bit (laughs) so tell us about digging for heaven yeah, so it's um it's the first of a, a series. It's a fantasy novel, so it's uh, pretty common then for it to become a series. Um, yeah, it's it's the first of a series I'm calling the Dragon Circle series, and it is basically about it, it's a romance adventure novel. I'm kind of thinking it in terms of a more high fantasy version of like something like the mummy or something from the nineties or something It's quite (laughs) adventure, quite romance, quite in, it's basically an enemies to lovers sort of story of a dragon rider and a dragon slayer who fall in love and have to go on a big long road trip together. Wow. That's a, that's quite an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, how so there's a there's a lot of dragons, there's a lot of various creatures, and uh, yeah, a lot of bit of falling in love and a bit of some other characters in there getting in some more high fantasy style politics or magic coming into that as well. So um, that came out in July, and have you yeah. heard anything from your readers? Um, are they yeah. receiving it well? Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been really great. I um, uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, started sort of slowly but surely started getting quite a lot of really lovely reviews in actually, and oh. yeah, it's just been really nice hearing from different people, especially for responses I wasn't necessarily expecting. Um, I think in in general, I wasn't really thinking of it in terms of especially with my main characters Litz who's the dragon rider and Kella who's the the dragon slayer I wasn't really thinking of them in terms of very strict morality there wasn't really a sense of one of them's the bad person that's coming around to the other point of view it's a little bit more complicated than that Mm -hmm. but I did really enjoy yeah yeah um but I really did enjoy like having a lot of readers who felt quite strongly that one or the other was more wrong than the other. Really? They were taking it. sides, huh? There was a bit of side taking, I think, in the reviews, which I've been enjoying because it's been a little bit even even split with that, which, <laughs> which I like. Um, that, I've also is, enjoyed- that is awesome, Jenna. That, yes. means, that means you you did it right. <laughs> yeah like a, a mild twilight uh head thing going on there yeah. uh, except for 
uh, yeah, the two characters who are going to be together. So it's not as much a picking camps or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've also had like a really nice response with some readers really liking. Um, so the third main character for the novel is uh, Care, who's Kella's younger brother. And I, I was always, you know, obviously I wrote it very passionate about his storyline as well. Um, and him being an ace character. But I, I wasn't really sure how much that was going to be something people received well, it not necessarily fitting as well within the marketing of doing an enemies to lovers sapphic romance sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it, it's been really nice hearing from people who really like him in his plotline. And that's been really lovely to hear. Oh, that's wonderful. That is great. I'm so happy for you. That's so cool. Yeah. So in, in Digging for Heaven, like you created this entire fantasy world. Um, it's yes. amazing. Yes. So how difficult was it to really conceptualize? And then um, how difficult was it to like to continue to develop that world as the story went along? Yeah. So especially I'm kind of, very ankle deep, neck deep into um, writing the first sequel right now. So it's been very tricky holding a lot of things in my head that I have written at other times quite thoughtlessly and now having to trawl back and go, oh God, what was that person's name? Or what did I, like there's a, a little bit that I decided was going to be a thing for one of the societies of who it's appropriate to speak first in a room and I just completely forgot about it when I started writing the sequel so I needed to go back and change a lot of conversations that I had written for the next one so there's there's a lot of little bits like that that I find it quite hard to keep in my head but I do really enjoy for that and yeah I, I think really just world building for me is always about just building off of those little interactions and just kind of thinking about, okay, why do we do it that way? And there's a lot of different ways that people do do this. And if you had a society that say, they thought it was really important to honor dragons or something like that, do they prefer to do things more in a dragonish way in this place or what do they value and therefore, and, and also just like a basic level of like, how societies work in the world and why um I, I think yeah there was like a really good influential Terry Pratchett essay that I think he I cannot remember what it's called right now mm -hmm. but he said something really good about just thinking about how a city works and how like even if you're thinking about in a fantasy land you've kind of got to be thinking about okay great you've got a flying city or something but you've got to be thinking about okay but if you've got a flying city where does the sewage come out mm -hmm. like it's it's those kind of little pointers that I like keeping in my head of like, okay, so how would that work? And that's often the fun part, really. Yeah, really. It's like you're you're building a world, and you have you have to really consider all those details, um, because yeah, listeners are or readers are going to be you know like, hey, well that doesn't make sense. Like how how is that going to work? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's really awesome. So, um I hear that you're you're working on a sequel right now. Yeah. 
Is that um, so? Is that to in, in uh, digging for heaven? Yes. So that that's the sequel for Digging for Heaven. Okay. It's called Digging for Destiny, actually. Oh. And uh, I guess I'm announcing it here as an exclusive. Um, but it's um, going to be out in in June, and which means I'm supposed to be finishing writing it around now. So we're <laughs> we're getting to that. How's that going? <laughs> so it's going for sure. No, I I think it'll be fine for me getting it in. But it's I've, I've always been a bit of a terrible person with deadlines and um in in terms of not uh, in in my head I think it's about what I would consider about 7 or 8 p.m. on a night where you know that your essay or whatever it is is due in about 2 a.m. and you're just sort of going well I, I know I will finish it it's yeah. just the the switch hasn't quite clicked in the brain that's going to make you completely insane yes and finish it totally but it's it's almost there I I totally understand that <laughs> I am so guilty of that <laughs> that's how I operate uh, no, I, I think that. many people do too you know yeah I mean I think that's a it's really no matter how big or how important the thing is you're probably going to react with exactly the same amount of coping mechanisms or type of coping mechanisms that you always bring to a task for sure definitely so um so in digging for destiny and you heard it here first folks uh yep. digging for destiny <laughs> is due out June 24th of 2024 or June of 2024 yeah I was actually, definitely June. Yep. I'm now I'm now worried about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that is the sequel. And will we see some of those same characters uh, that we saw in yeah. Digging for Heaven? Awesome. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really a development of the, the journey they're going on. Um, and it's, it's kind of a picking it up a few months later, how most of the main characters that make it out okay are dealing with having a lot of change in their lives and a lot of new information in their lives. And uh, yeah, this one involves a little bit, it's a bit heavier on the the more, uh, more romance, I would say. Um, there being a bit less of the enemies part involved and more of the lovers part involved. Um, and a lot more sea monsters and pirates in this one. There's been a lot of sea monsters and a lot of watching a lot of uh, paleontology videos about old sea monsters and old dinosaur fish awesome. um, so there's there's a lot of that kind of thing to come as well as the the already established dragons and harpies and all of those okay are who doesn't like a good a good exactly. sea pirate yes <laughs> <laughs> so um you also, right, you have a, another soon-to-be-published novel called yeah. Ride With Me. That's right, yeah. When's that coming out? So that one is coming out in November, and I should know the date of that one, but I know it releases on the Bold Strokes site on November the 1st. And then and on then... the 15th, probably everywhere else. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, so uh, that one's exciting for me doing something that isn't fantasy and uh, just more straight up romance, romance drama sort of thing. And yeah, it meant a lot more 
intense research in smaller areas because I've decided to set it in the States and I am from Scotland and I've decided to make it about driving and I, I cannot drive. Um, so there's, and I set it in, oh my word. I set it in mid 2018. And, uh, there are so many things that, uh, were just different, tiny cultural things that we do not say or do anymore, uh, from that time. Like. Oh and yeah. That's funny. So that, that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> wow. That is brave of you. Really? Yeah, it was kind of less of a decision and more of a sort of ball rolling process of, well, it needs to be set sometimes. So, okay, we're going, that that was a time it was pre-COVID and stuff. We yeah. can say then, but you know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. I, I think that's it. Like whatever kind of place you're putting a book in, it's going to need research for it. And yeah. in some ways that gets harder when it's real places and not just places you're making up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was something I was going to ask you about. What, Which novel was more fun to write? The the fantasy where you made it all up or um, oh. Ride With Me where you had to actually do research on real things that, you know. I think it's it's hard because there is it was really sort of different types of fun for me, okay. which is such a cop out answer. But um, especially for editing, because I have got the two coming out this year, I was really kind of balancing doing a bit of both mm -hmm. all last year and kind of this year. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a they were both kind of a break from each other in a way yeah yeah I bet so it was it was really kind of a much of a okay now I'm putting on this hat and it's much nicer to just sort of be able to make a modern joke or something like that without needing to overthink whether or not that would at all apply to this fantasy land that I've made up yeah. so in that way some dialogue things became less of a headache and I got to have a bit more fun with it um, that makes sense. But at the same point, I I do really enjoy putting a sea monster in there or something. Like that. <laughs> so it, it was different sorts of yeah, different hats I would say. Um, but yeah, like I, it was a write with me was really fun to write. Um, it, it was also a bit of a strange one for me thinking about writing it because I kind of re redrafted it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, I think I did a first draft of that one almost 10 years ago wow um but it was one of those ones that I actually we picked up again in COVID and kind of mm -hmm. trimmed down and changed a lot about and went oh I, I could make this a thing this could this could be something I fix up a bit and then when I got the contract with bold strokes for digging for heaven it was something I pushed as a I kind of have another manuscript here can I polish that up a bit for you it took a lot of polishing actually but um, yeah I am really happy with the strange journey it's gone on I guess that's wonderful and and if you have to edit two books simultaneously um, it makes sense that if they're totally different in in genre and you know storylines that it would be easier to keep them separate and you know not kind of yeah conflate the two it, yeah it was a little bit worrying though sometimes because there are uh, almost disturbing amount of similarities between them as well <laughs> okay. so it was um a very oh these are very different in genre and plotline and to an extent characters but 
oh, there is some character things that I really like writing or there, these are both kind of road trips about people who aren't supposed to like each other and then they end up falling in love. So there, there is a lot of shared themes going on yeah. there between the two of them. That's <laughs> so. cool. So is that what Ride With Me is about, a road trip in the States? Yeah, so basically this was a big mythologizing for me of I, I do really like a road trip movie in, in general um, or, or reading road trips. And I, again, kind of, I think almost especially because I can't drive, it's always a, a sort of more of a fun adventure thing for me to be driven around by someone else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just really not possible in the same way. Um, in in Britain, it's a lot more tiny, winding country roads that immediately end up in a small town. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not the same sort of thing, not necessarily better or worse, but you certainly couldn't stretch it out for a very long length of time unless you were really, really, really trying. Um, so, yeah, it was really just, it's about, um, it's basically about a woman running away from her marriage and uh, running but her and the, the thing deciding her the, the thing making her decide that she's giving up on her marriage is that her husband has just sold her old uh, vw bus no. and he sold it to his younger sister who's about to drive it off on a road trip so she just sort of has a bit of a bit of a uh, bit of a mental break and decides she's going to go with her and hide in the back seat ah. and it sort of just sort of becomes a road trip about people who aren't supposed to be on holiday together, aren't supposed to be uh, doing this, or aren't really planning to tell their families anything about what's going on with them, and they just sort of start driving and haven't really ever had a conversation before, and yeah, learn a lot that they have in common, and that they really don't have in common. One of them really likes country music, and the other one does not want to play country music, that kind of thing. Wow, that's awesome. That sounds like a really fun book to read. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, that comes out in uh, November, right? That's right, okay. yeah. And um, I have to tell you, did you ever read The Lincoln Highway, if you like books about being on the road? No, I've heard of that one, but I haven't read that one. Um, it's by um, Amor Towles. Uh, he wrote um, uh, A Gentleman... In, I do know the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. Definitely want to read that one. Um, yeah. Cool. So how did you decide to publish with uh, Bold Strokes? Um, so I think they really were just sort of happened to be querying at the same time that I was trying to query Digging for Heaven again. And uh, yeah, they're obviously just such a great fit for being such a great champion of diversity of different queer books and genres so that was that was really cool again with as someone with a bunch of manuscripts of different genres yeah. going oh okay you, you guys actually care about a lot of different genres as long as it's sort of keeping to this queer themes I guess yeah. um yeah. yeah yeah so like that that was obviously a, a huge draw and they've just been such a great team to work with as well um, oh, so that's good. been lovely and uh, yeah so great. They, they, um, they've just been really cool from the start oh that's awesome that's awesome I'm glad that 
you decided to pitch Ride With Me and uh, they took that one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, They were, yeah, they were really just sort of asking basically whether or not people had more things that they were looking to get published. And yeah, that was an okay decision. (laughs) It was one of those ones where I was like, oh yeah, this only needs polished up a little bit. And then they were like, no, 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 it needs some work. (laughs) We're going to need to change (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's fair. Darn. <laughs> so it was actually a lot of work. It was a sort of in my head, it was like, a, oh, I could balance the two of these and it'll be quite easy because I've basically done that one already. No, I, I did need to do. So it's it's a strange one for me. There's a lot of the bones of it have been there mm. for a decade. And then some things I only wrote like six months ago or something like that. Yeah. So you- it's it's a bit of a patchwork book that... I'm not sure how obvious it is to people about like which parts were written when, but I I can I feel like I can tell in my head. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, do you like editing? Um, not very much, <laughs> to be honest. No, I'm much more of a just sort of writing a lot and then leaving it. Um, but I I I do like. I, I guess I like elements of it and it's one of those ones that you're thinking about in your head it's like oh this part's work and I don't like doing it but yeah. also I would never give it to anyone else I I, I do want to keep this I, I'm happy that it's still me doing this part of the process yeah because it makes it all feel more real and there's a lot of the really good ideas that I don't get until I'm trying to edit through something that is a nice uh aspect of working with bold strokes is that they allow you to be part of that editing process and yeah exactly other publishing houses do not do that you know yeah exactly I think I would it feels so much more real being involved in the whole process Mm -hmm. uh, every step of the way I think it's um makes you a better writer I think too yeah like it's so much more like yeah it's been it certainly felt a bit easier going into writing the sequel just as a fresh book. Okay. Having that, now having that like double amount of editing this year, mm-hmm. because I've kind of already got those things in my head of like, a, okay, right. These are the things I don't want to do. This is the things I can kind of cut before I've written them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's really frustrating, but sometimes it's really exciting. Like I, a, a few months ago, I wrote this quite long section and I realized I was going to have to mostly cut it slash put it somewhere else pretty much as soon as I was writing it. <laughs> but it was it was also quite exciting because I, I kind of could see the. It, like it, it was frustrating, but it was also, oh, I figured out this problem before I realized it was a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Then you didn't yeah. have to go back later. Um, yeah. <laughs> or or hear another like lesson from your editor <laughs> yeah so I guess another kind of cop-out answer but it is nice to the editing kind of infects the writing process almost yeah. so it becomes like a part of it even if you didn't if you are still thinking about them as different things yeah yeah that's wonderful that's great so um where where does your inspiration come from? Like, how did you come up with all this idea for this whole fantasy world? So fantasy world-wise, I think really I'm, I'm drawn to fantasy is a bit of a safe space for me for writing and ideas because I just grew up reading so much of it. That was always so much of my, oh, this is the big books to read as a kid. Like it was, you know, going into the library and finding an out of order 
series of fantasy books that were like as big as my head and going oh this is number four in a series I've never heard of I'm gonna try reading that that looks very big and they've got a big picture of a wizard on the front you know like like it was just I I really just loved just reading through all of those things I said like big Terry Pratchett person and really loved like just like honestly I just like everything that was in the library those days and and it was really great for as well with the ones that weren't as good uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. to just sort of get an idea of like oh I would do that better or oh I I like ideas of this but like this has been done a lot before why did, why are we not doing more different things so I would say in that way I fantasy was sort of a first love and it was also a sort of first because of that it was one of the first things I was able to be critical about mm-hmm. uh, because I had read so much of it and it just sort of followed that I would start writing it like I think I, I wrote quite a lot of fantasy novels in high school as well okay um, some of which we've been thinking about looking back at but I'm not sure I really want to look at very much <laughs> um so yeah I think it's often been building on my own ideas and building on ideas about things I've read but as I said I'm a just I really like dinosaurs and stuff like that so mm-hmm. a lot of the time inspiration is about like very real like oh I saw a documentary on this about this kind of animal or this kind of landscape and really want to talk about how that would make sense like I basically the most of the the world in this first book with digging for heaven is set in a very hot climate and that was partly because I felt quite passionately that should happen more (laughs) with dragon stories Mm -hmm. because if there's some kind of related at all to a large reptile or a large bird or a large dinosaur like it just sort of tracks a bit better if it was a warm climate yeah you're right Uh, so it it kind of came from thinking along those lines and then the characters followed after I think so are any of your characters um like written are they based on any but you know in real life were they totally made up or are they like a combination of folks and I think they're often a bit of a combination of people I know and in characters I've loved on like different like books or television shows and things like that you know like I think it's really hard to think about like in this case you know I was writing a dragon slayer and it was really hard not to think about like as I was writing the word slayer it's like I'm going to be thinking about Buffy sometimes it's like that's kind of gonna seep its way in there Mm -hmm. you know so things like that are kind of ever present and then I'm writing about like a brother and sister relationship so it's really hard not to think about my own brother and things like that so there's like little bits in there that are constantly around I would say especially for the digging series though I wasn't explicitly thinking too much about oh this character is really like someone I know it was a bit harder though with Ride With Me keeping that apart yeah. in the even though I don't think it was ever explicitly a character or a person I knew it was also still in real life so it was like oh I do kind of know someone who does exactly these things or I'm kind of stealing this story from real life yes. so yeah I imagine that would be difficult yeah a bit more yeah. of a bleed going on there yeah 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 I mean you know everyone always says write what you know right so yeah that, yeah so you know those people you know those characters that's what you're going to write about um, no exactly yeah so um I gotta ask you what what do you do when you're not writing <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so um, I'm, uh, I am a barista in my normal job. Really? <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, that's that's my current one anyway. So, but it's been kind of nice. I I work with a lot of friends, um, nice. and it, I, I like having things to go and do and keep busy that aren't being at a computer, so I can come home and then do computer things. Yeah, um, I, I do like to read a lot. Although I would be lying if I said I'd done anything like the amount of reading I want to have been doing over this last year especially who does <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah and I, I like having movie nights in with my friends and I like uh going on long walks with my dog <laughs> nice is Zook still with us uh he has left the room again but okay. uh he got a bit bored i think he was what? very interested to hear a person on the phone and uh then realized i wasn't going to be moving or interacting with him at all and has gone off to find attention somewhere else I think. <laughs> okay <laughs> oh bummer i'm sorry he's a big believes boring. he's the center of attention wherever he goes and if this isn't a reality that's already there he's gonna go make it so somewhere else of course of course he is <laughs> So I bet you in your in your I'll say your day job you interact with a lot of people, um, yeah, <laughs> and hear a lot of conversations uh, that you can draw from. Uh, definitely, yeah. I would say working in and out of customer service for the last decade has definitely been a big one <laughs> for writing inspiration. And uh, again, especially with Ride with Me, with talking about like real situations, but. Yeah, with uh, with the fantasy world as well. I think it's always fun to remember that uh, you know people are kind of people wherever you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, especially current job, do you see a lot of people from a lot of different jobs and situations ending up in the same place? Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. it's it's always fun to remember. It's like, oh, you're clearly very smart in the job that you do, but you're not very smart about how to interact with people normally in person and that's okay everyone has different sorts of skills yes yes definitely yeah that's true you do you do really get to see the whole person that's great yeah a good breadth of human experience I guess yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so all right here is the question Jenna I'm gonna put you on the spot oh exciting yeah <laughs> What is one thing that no one knows about you that you can oh tell, God that you can tell us? <laughs> oh, I know it's a tough one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those ones. I I would like to think I'm an open book or something, but uh, yeah, I probably do have things other people don't know. Yeah, that that is a yeah. tough one. I mean, I would say this is a, a bit of a gimme, but it's the only one I can think about, which is that good friends of mine do know that I'm a horrible cheat at games, um, ah. but is one of those ones that a lot of people who don't know me very well don't don't know. So I guess that this is me outing myself to anyone who doesn't know me well. Uh. All right, so so let's <laughs> let's talk about that for a minute. So when you say you're a terrible cheat at games, what does that mean? Does that mean like if you're playing like, I don't know, beanbags, you like knock your opponent out or? I'm, I'm generally, I can get competitive in that way, but I would say I'm generally not 
um a cheat in that way and more in a will um try and get people to um I, I was playing a game recently with friends and uh other people didn't realize that there were some of cards in a trivia pile that had um the answers written on the back <laughs> so we decided as a team to aim for those cards only and stand quite close to our team so that they could read the answer for <laughs> um, so there's 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 a lot of ones like that um but yeah as I said it's it's one of those ones where I just feel like I'm not it's not a very known thing about me mm. but uh because I'm generally a bit better at hiding it than saying it on a podcast but I um yeah I I will quite nakedly lie and uh, I got very bad at the the Among Us game in lockdown and uh, yeah there there was a lot of writing on the goodwill of me originally not knowing how to play and (laughs) writing that as far as it would go. (laughs) That's that's great that's great remind me never to play a game with you then (laughs) what's your favorite game to play? Oh god um I have been really enjoying we've we've got a a game called Blockbuster in the house which I really like it's like a a mix of different party games but all kind of around movie trivia okay um, and that that one's quite a fun in, intense head to head team game yeah that's uh, fun. which has led to some longer nights um I'm not always very good at it but it is quite a fun one again to see how people are in different team combinations yeah. and under pressure about trying to remember a movie with like a beach in it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I'll have to check that one out. So, um, so Jenna, uh, we are about out of time and I'm wondering if you have any parting words for our listeners. Um, yeah, I guess really just, uh, yeah. Um, buy or pre-order my books um if you're into women threatening each other and then falling <laughs> in love um, uh, yeah i am still on twitter and some other places as okay. jj nadrums and i am on well, on instagram as i am jj fish i think on instagram jj fish might be JJ the fish. I should I should check that. I don't know. Okay, so uh, it's either JJ the J fish Jarvis the fish. That J- was so not what it was. J Jarvis the fish. All right. We I should it. really standardize that a bit more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mostly post pictures of my dog, but occasionally I will make a strange mood board about whatever I'm writing at the moment. Awesome. <laughs> Great. We will look for you on Instagram. Um, and are you on Facebook at all? Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not very well set up there as an author profile, but yeah, I'm just sort of Jenna Jarvis. And again, I think there's a big white fluffy dog that features there. Okay. Um, in generally, most of my photos online. Um, but yeah. Okay. A few places. That's always good to know. Uh, <laughs> listeners might like to contact you and let you know, you know, that they've purchased your book and how wonderful it is. Yeah. So, I hope so. Yes. So, uh, folks, um, just as a reminder, uh, Jenna's first book that came out this past July is called Digging for Heaven. 
um, and it is available um, through Bold Strokes Books or wherever you buy your books. And then in November, um, she has her second novel that is coming out called Ride With Me. Um, it will be available through Bold Strokes on November 1st. And then um, on November 15th, it will be available everywhere else that you purchase books. And then next year, next summer, we will have a sequel to Digging for Heaven, which is called Digging for Destiny. Yeah. All right. So, Jenna, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, it has been. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to ride with me. Um, oh, I really hope you check it out. Oh, I totally will. <laughs> totally will. Definitely. All right. So that is all the time we have for today, folks. I'm Anita Kelly, and thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. Until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks.